0: a Magical Myths Entertainment Production, hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby, co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft, sponsored by Evermoving Lee and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. Welcome to Witch Hat Chats. Come on in and sit for our spell. We're sponsored by Every Moving We Rise, Moonlight Potions and Charms, and Saul Ravencraft, Wizards for Hire. I am your goddess host, Miss Nikki Kirby, and our co-host, Saul Ravencraft is somewhere around here. Where are you,
1: Saul? Saul? Here I am. I am here. Hello, Nikki. Hey, Saul. (laughs) How are you, honey? Oh, fantastic, darling. How are you?
0: I am amazing as usual.
1: (laughs) I've heard that. I have heard that.
0: (laughs) Oh, so what's going on in your part of the world?
1: Oh, plowing on into February. Um... Been a, a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of a lot of media editing, and uh, today uh, was uh, was a sort of a day off. But uh, but I decided to to join you and uh, and Witch Hat chats instead. So glad to be here.
0: Of course, of course, you miss if, me. I know that.
1: Yeah. So what all is
0: going on in your world? Well, we're just um, getting the. Um, Moonlight Potions and Charms website. We're still trying to get it up and going, the new one. And we're working on shadow work classes. And we're just doing a whole bunch of other things.
1: Well, how fun. How fun.
0: Yes. Yes. And, you know, everybody knows that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And, of course, we got the Chinese New Year that is... Right now. It's actually occurring right now. So, and I want to let everybody know I am wearing my dragon. <laughs> my dragon. Because nice. it is the year of the dragon. Yes.
1: Very nice.
0: It's my year. Yes, my <laughs> year. I am the dragon. To so all you fellow dragons, it is our year. And we're starting it now. I so, love it. Go well, out and you celebrate that shit. Okay? You bet. You celebrate that. Oh my. I, I'm hearing is is that the doorbell that I'm hearing? It so- does
1: sound like Well, mm-hmm. looky here, Nikki. It's the author of Llewellyn's Witch some Sign Book series, our good friend Evo Dominguez Jr. Hello there. How are you doing? Fantastic. So glad you dropped in to join
2: us. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Lots of exciting things to talk about.
0: Awesome. How are you doing, honey?
2: Uh, Trying to get through the winter, getting seedlings uh, started with some grow lights so that it'll be ready to plant as soon as it warms up outside in a couple of months. So business as usual. Excellent.
0: You know, you're just in time for our divination. You boys want to hear it? Yes, yeah. All right, so our tea divination today, I am drinking the positive energy tea by Yogi. And our divination today comes from the Mad Hatter. And he says, "I am under no obligation to make sense to you." So, what do you say to that, Mr. um Ravencraft?
1: Well, you know, uh... This, this is actually a kind of thing I've been giving a lot of thought to. Um, a lot of people are dealing with, with loneliness and being on their path on their own and not necessarily feeling like they have the allies that they want. And uh, I've, I've agonized over that sort of thing as well. I've experienced uh, feelings of jealousy over people that seem to have more support, more easily get things done, have that golden touch those assholes and and i've i've started to realize that my path really is my own that if i wanted to be like everybody else then i should have been right i should have conformed more but i don't and that's that's my that is my way and and i need to i need to do a much better job of being able to be on my own, and to not try to make sense, to not try to be validated by everybody. Uh, that that it's wizards live in the edge of the woods; they don't live in the palace. And that I should be much more comfortable with my own company, and not necessarily so desperate to connect with those. So. Yeah, to me, that's very much about being your own thing and remembering that you're under no obligation to make sense to everybody else if you're comfortable in your own skin. How do you read on that, Evo?
2: I Well, I'm going to say it fits the year very well because it's a year where people are going to be discovering themselves and differences between people in a big way. The other bit I'd say is that there's a difference between having to explain yourself and choosing to have dialogue with people. And I'm always up for dialogue with anyone, but the minute you have to explain yourself, it feels like I have to justify myself. I've all, i am already justified because I exist. So it, 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 it speaks a lot of truth about this year. And I, I will say something as somebody who does live in the woods, um, you know, companionship is something that we that was easier to do when we were younger. It's easier for puppies, kittens, and, and small children to uh, reach out to the world. And whenever I feel like I need to be in a place where I can reach out to more people, I try to pull back that timeline to what was my energy like when I was 10, when I was 12 when I was 14, just to see like, okay, how would I have responded then? And it wakes up my wonder and wonder is all I need to make new kind of connections. Nice. What, uh, what do you get from that, Nikki?
1: I
0: get from that. If you don't like me, screw you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Nothing wrong with that.
0: That owns <laughs> your problem. You no, know, it, it it took me, A long time to be okay with myself. Mm -hmm. um, You know, when I was a kid, uh, and when I didn't fit in with everybody else, you know, I've always tried to fit in with everybody else, and it just—it's not me. It's—it's really not me and be somebody else i'll try that i'll try that track i've even had mentors that said you need to be this way and not that way and i'm like okay i try it this way and it's fake you know even even though people other people like it i don't feel authentic and i am the person who always says you need to be your authentic self i teach that i preach that i walk if i'm supposed to do that if i'm supposed to walk that and that is the way i'm supposed to be and i'm teaching that how can i say that and then show somebody else a different side i can't do that to students i can't do that to people i have to be who i am and if you don't like it, then that's, then that's your problem. You have some type of problem with that. That's your problem. I don't care anymore. I just got to that point that I just don't care anymore. And when you get to a point in your life, um, you know, they say that all people who have addictions have to get to the lowest point in their life before they change. It's the same way with anything. Just like this. To accept yourself, you have to get down to the lowest point in your life to really accept yourself. And I did. And I had a mind change. I just changed the way I looked at things. And when I did that, I didn't care more about anybody else. Because it's my path. It's not their path. It's my path. You know, Saul, you're not going to walk my my path for me. Nobody else is going to walk my path for me. My mom's not going to walk my path for me. My brothers ain't. So why should I care about what they do or what they think I should wear or what I should do?
1: Right.
0: You know, I mean, I'm the one that's going to be here for my customers. I know what my customers want. They don't because they have no idea what the craft is. They have absolutely no idea. They think it's a bunch of mobile garbage, you know. That's what they think. (laughs) So I've got to where I am satisfied with who I am. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. That's something you have to deal with. I'm good with me all right so let's hear how our year in 2024 is going to be
2: so all right first <laughs> things first astrology works in ways that you don't think of normally when I'm I'm going to talk about what's going to affect our nation the world trends in general but as an individual you get to negotiate and navigate through that so that it's Not necessarily bad times for you or good times for you. What happens to the world happens all at once. Every single day, a thousand and one things happen. Same is true when we look at astrological aspects. So I'm going to try to bring in some of the small scale and large scale to each one. But the biggest thing that applies to both the small and the large, the individual and the collective is this is a year where we move through the year at high speed, period. We had a couple of years, uh, especially during the COVID pause, when uh, time got a little bit fuzzy and people were like, which day is it? it's Blur's Day? Well, I'm going to suggest that this year, the year is a a little bit accelerated, so pay attention. We're going to get clues pretty much every week about what we need to know for ourselves and for the whole year. And pretty soon, coming up, we're going to be having Mars conjunct Pluto in Aquarius and here's the thing when you look at it on the charts it's going to say it's happening February 13th or 14th depending upon you know where you live in your time zone or which hemisphere you live in etc but you know here's the thing in astrology there's the thing that's the aspect or the change that happens in a narrow range of time but it takes time for things to develop. So, for example, if you signed a a contract today for for employment someplace, it's X amount of weeks until you actually are on the job, get trained, get moving, or uh, when the spring equinox comes up, it doesn't mean that suddenly it's spring. It means that every day it's going to get gradually more like spring after that. So everything has a growth cycle. Some hit, things hit faster, but some of the things that are planted this year, we're were not we're not going to see the seed grow into its full form and fruit until next year or the year after. But back to Pluto and Mars conjunct. All right, so what's that going to mean? Well, you know, Mars is is assertion. An assertion can be a good thing or it can be an aggressive and dangerous thing. Pluto likes transformation, likes to stir things up on a large, large level. And it's in Aquarius, which is an air sign and also the sign we associate with technology. So I'm going to say, if you haven't already thought about it, especially if you are changing careers or thinking about going back to school, cybersecurity is going to be with us for a long time, and I would not be surprised if we don't have some kind of conflict in February that's related to info or tech problems. Uh, And that's something that's going to be a theme for quite a long time, but start thinking about it now also uh there's a lot of pluto activity this year there's because we're also still in the country's pluto return this nation is got pluto pretty close to where it was in the sky at the time that this nation was born which means transform pluto does not take no for an answer so you have to be able to and willing to go with the changes um how about, how about I give a couple of highlights for for the year, and then we can we can talk about it and dig into different things. I'm not sure the best way to approach this. Yeah, so that sounds good. So so March March. Uh, the thing I'm going to say is Mars is squaring Uranus, one of the big powerful outer planets again. Except it's in Taurus, and Earth sign. So I would not be surprised if March there isn't changes related to banking to economics for folks that are worried about things like oh I don't know landslides in California. or uh, or other problems. Mars square Uranus is often associated with uh, dramatic changes in the physical world as well. And that could be uh, climatological or it could be geological, but I would not be surprised if there's a lot of shake, rattling and rolling. So what does that mean on a personal level? All right. So when Mars is square Uranus or Uranus, whichever way you like to say both are true, you're going to feel antsy about change you're going to desperately want to assert your selfhood because uranus represents the core of your individuality mars is your will to act and assert when they're square it's like two sticks rubbing together and making sparks it's going to be a time where you will probably have the possibility of a wake-up call to i need to be more like myself and it kind of harkens back a little bit to the divination for the year uh, with the uh, you don't have to explain yourself well Mars square Uranus brings to the forefront your desire to be an individual in a big way. That's going to look different depending upon how old you are and what stage of your life you are in and what you're doing. And you're going to want to press it back against anything that feels like an oppression of selfhood. Um, I would not be surprised if there isn't uh, a lot of uh, uh, renewed uh, public displays of, of displeasure with Pick your system or or political thing uh, of the moment or your or social justice issues. It'll be in the air. April is probably the most intense month of the whole year. Uh, everybody is all excited about the solar eclipse, uh, April eighth in Aries, which is a lo- and and from a from a purely awe inspiring moment of being in nature and and being at a, under a total eclipse. For those of you that are going to live in those places or travel to them, that's awesome. But I want to suggest also um, that uh, this solar eclipse in Aries is also conjunct Chiron, which is the asteroid that is about uh, opening up old wounds and try, and cleaning them out to try to heal and to to get to integration. And being that the solar eclipse um, is, is uh, crossing over a place where another eclipse uh, has occurred and another will occur, I'm going to say that uh, if you live in Texas, and I'm looking at you, Mr. Saul, um, <laughs> there, there will be, there will be, Texas will be extra Texas in the month of April, and uh, uh, that that means that uh, conflicts related to uh, Texas's relationship with the the rest of the country will be highlighted during that month in a bigger way, and may be a turning point for for some things. Uh, there's also the other thing going on in April is like two days after that solar eclipse, Mars is conjuncting Saturn, and I happen to think of Saturn as a great teacher, but a great teacher in the same way that a drill sergeant or a gymnastics instructor is. They need, they, they push you hard. And Mars wants to make it real. Um, it's happening in Pisces, though, which is very emotional and also very loose-boundaried. So I'm thinking that the Mars conjunct Saturn in April right after that eclipse is is going to also be related to uh, different kinds of border issues or boundary issues. Not just the ones between this country and other countries on a physical level, but also uh, relationship between different uh kinds of levels of municipality on a personal level April everybody is going to be uh, called upon to um, walk their talk that's going to be one of the themes that's going to be coming through hard and and, and strong also in April and here we go again uh, except this one here's the part we're going to say positive and negative so Jupiter is conjunct Uranus and Taurus in April April 20th and I'm going to say that is breakthroughs, enlightenment, and trouble, with a capital T. How come? Well, uh, let's just say that Uranus, as I said, wants everything to be unique, right? And everyone wants to become more and more of themselves, All
0: right, so we need to take a short break and listen to these amazing commercials from our sponsors and we'll be right back with Witch Hat Chats. Stay tuned. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? wednesday i did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading and it was a detailed reading and i remember talking to this customer's ancestors and it was so delightful and he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know And his family was mostly like most of our families are. You know how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family. And he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family. And I was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that. What particular deity he can actually go to, to be able to help him with this and it was just an amazing reading and and talking to his ancestors, they were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer. It was just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful reading for him and I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading it's really amazing to be able to give people these readings these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what moonlight Posters and charms is about we want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic that is what we are all about Is to help you to do that. Book now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.MoonlightPotionsCharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Have you heard? The King of the Crossroads, Papa Legba, has graciously opened the roads, paving the way for the Papa Legba Altar on the Go to be nominated as Outstanding Product of the Year in the 2024 Witchcraft and Occult Media Awards. Makes Papa Legba Altar on the Go stand out? Complete Traveling Altar kit. Everything you need for sacred space is right at your fingertips. I'll neatly arrange in a mystical painter's pail, and it's compact and convenient. A perfect, powerful, temporary altar, whether you're a modern nomad, a military soul on the moon, or a wonderless stricken traveler. It also has additional space for the personal touch. As customization is a key to your spiritual journey, the Papa Legba altar on the go, leaves room for you to infuse your unique energy. Moonlight Potions and Charms and Papa Legba invites you to join the spellbinding spectacle at the 2024 Witchcraft and Occult Media Awards. Cast your vote for the Papa Legba on the go as the outstanding product of the year. Your support fuels the magic. Go to https://rb.gy/pc3f11 forward slash, forward slash, to cast your vote. Remember, your altar is not just a space. Is a step in your magical journey. Explore the depths of your inner self by visiting Moonlight Potions and Charms at MPCMagic.com. Be ready to embrace the power of your own magic. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience and allows one to explore it freely. Every movement we rise is a spiritual moving tradition as our name is our lifestyle because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page, and discover why we
1: don't fit in the box. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Saul Ravencraft. I am here with Miss Nikki Kirby and Evo Dominguez Jr. That's just fun to say um he's us up on the year in astrology uh now one of the things that you said um in our our first half was that this is an accelerated year everything is going to be moving very quickly uh now for me it has (laughs) i've had a lot of stuff going on and and you know no rest for the wicked um and i don't mind that i don't mind that at all uh but uh I've seen a lot of people posting that their January has just felt so sluggish and so slow. They've, talk, they've been talking about right. that today feels right. like January 85th and, and that sort of thing. That's a little at odds with what you're talking about with this yep. year. Help me understand that.
2: Okay. So back in January, uh, January 20th, we had Pluto move into Aquarius which is a big deal. It's with the exception of tiny little backstep into Capricorn later this year, it's going to be there for about 20 years. And Pluto is among the slowest moving, but produces the most lasting changes on the world. And when you have Pluto changing into into Aquarius and a year full of really powerful aspects, it's almost like there's an innate resistance, like, I don't want to. I, I do not want to jump into the fray. So, or... Everything is moving so fast that the person feels like they're not moving and they're stuck in, in space. I'm going to say the best way to deal with this kind of year is Pluto is a giant wave. It's best to body surf rather than swim against it or, 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 or you're going to get pulled under in the undertow. So I'm going to say that if it feels like you're moving slow, it's because the year is accelerated and you've fallen out of pace with it. And I think that's a problem as well. Uh, anytime that there's a lot of dramatic change.
1: It's relativity. I like it.
2: Of a sense, of a sense, uh, the the stars and the planets keep, and Earth keeps moving, whether or not we're uh, keeping up with the changes.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. So, so, uh, what? Where? Where are we moving forward from here?
2: So still, man, April's big. Uh, still in April, Jupiter is conjuncting Uranus and Taurus. And that's both good things and bad things and everything in between. Uranus wants everything to be uh, brand spanking new, unique and special. And that could it be constructive or destructive. Jupiter conjuncts it, which expands it, and also brings it into the arena of, of things that matter to you or how you make sense of the life. I'm going to point out that the last time we have had that kind of combo, things like the French Revolution happened, world, world War I happened, but also the first moon landing. So I'm going to say that there is a time where it could be potentially as an in, on an individual level where you have big breakthroughs and uh, great insights. And that's going to possibly be true in science and medicine and so on. But it also means that, that uh, there's a lot more uh, emperor has no clothes action going on in the world. Right, so lots of revelation of things.
1: Maybe the aliens will land and give us all something else to focus on.
2: You know, uh, there's an old Al Stewart song that Carol that has a line in it about "Come down, silvery ship from the stars," you know, and take me away, kind of thing. And there, there there's surely going to be days this year that that you're going to wish. Mind you, I would prefer to have Vulcans uh, or something equally uh, sensible show up <laughs> rather than the other possibilities. no, but, no Mars uh, attacks, would... huh? <laughs> no, no, no Mars attacks, or, or or any of the other many, many, many things we've seen. However, yeah. I do think I do think that there. If since you brought it up. Um, the aspects this year will encourage people to examine broader realities, whether that's on a spiritual metaphysical level or uh, what lives in the depths of the sea or the, or the heights of the heavens. So the idea of expansion of possibilities is all through the year, and that's a good thing. Um, but the exact form it takes is, by the way, take charge of your life this year. Think about it this way: when you are, when the world is moving fast, uh, when when the when the tides are strong or the wind is strong, it's a great time for sailing. But you have to be active in it, and you have to be adjusting, and you have to be paying attention. And I'm just going to throw this in because people pay attention to Mercury retrogrades, even if they ignore a lot of other things. All three Mercury retrogrades this year are in fire, um, uh, in, in Aries, then Leo, and Sag which means that even during the retrogrades this year, I'm going to encourage you to to, uh, find more inspiration and more a spark of moving forward once the retrograde is done. So, and the last thing in April, I I keep saying April's going to be a big deal, is we have Mars conjuncting uh, Neptune on April 28th. And here's one that I'm going to give a heads up to all the sensitive folks out there, all the magical folks. Uh, When Mars conjuncts Neptune, people's uh, psychism or sensitivities tend to go into orb overdrive. Now I look forward to that. Um, but if you're not prepared and you suddenly, am I tripping? No, you're simply <laughs> having a moment. Uh, so pay attention to uh, April. And, and because these are sl- the closer you get to April 28th, a um, few days to either side of that, I'm planning on doing lots of divination and lots of personal visioning work at that time, because that's one way to use it now. Mars conjunct Neptune uh, can also uh, lead to uh, problems of a different sort. So uh, if you have allergies, your allergies are probably going to be haywire during that time and things that you normally don't react to, you might react to. But that's getting it on level. May is my favorite month of the year, this year. It is a lot of years it's my favorite month. But this year in particular, because after all that hubbub that we just went through, April, we're going to have a stellium in Taurus, which means a whole bunch of planets. Mercury, Venus, Uranus, Sun, and Jupiter are all going to kind of like hold hands together in Taurus. So there's all this wonderful earthy energy going on. Uh, and there's kind of like, and there's a Jupiter-Sun, uh, Kazemi, and I'm not going to get to the detailed details that happens, as well as a Sun-Uranus thing. So that I'm going to see May as being a time that there's just tremendous possibility for uh Getting making making friends with your body, making friends with your image of yourself, making friends with how you deal with money and resources. Um, spend good time with people and friends. Uh, it's a time for that kind of stuff. Now, where's the where's the fly in the ointment? Um. So Jupiter goes into Gemini on the 25th and then connects to uh, Pluto and Aquarius to a degree. So what's going to happen is that as we end May, especially with all that Taurus energy going on, there's going to be a lot more interest in money stuff. Perhaps there's going to be a change in currency on an international level, more more, uh, usage of digital currencies, or people exploring possibilities of finances in a different way. So there's going to be a lot of money stuff there. So for, for most of us uh, in June, we also deal with the summer solstice as an important uh, uh, peak point of energy. And I'm going to say this summer solstice um, is a little bit different because it's also very close to the full moon. Now, why is, why is that really important? Think about it this way. The sun, at, at for, for us in the northern hemisphere, uh, sun in, in, in the summer is at its peak. It's at its hottest, brightest, it's highest in the heavens, closest to being dead, dead center up at noon. Full moon is the equivalent of summer solstice. The so full moon is like the peak of the moon. It's like full of the sun. So when you have full moon close to summer solstice, it's basically two reinforcing drives of energy. So there's going to be a lot more energy to work with. I'm going to say plan on doing some magic, either on the solstice or on that full moon because you're going to have access to a lot more energy, and by the way, it'll be more productive than trying to harness the energy of the eclipses. There are people that work the eclipses and there are ways to do that, but I'm going to say there's going to be as much of a fire hose of energy around the summer solstice, and I would make use of that one because you probably have more experience working with full moon or summer solstice than you do with the kind of Aries eclipse that we're having in April. So that's a big deal for for June. I'm also going to say there's a, there's also going to be a little bit of jiggling around the idea of there's Neptune and Pisces is going to be close enough to Saturn, so especially as we get to the end of June, that that soul, full moon, soul and uh, summer solstice is going to trigger um, an awakening of different kinds of spiritual connections. If you work with any spirits of any kind, gods, goddesses, angels, uh, orishas, fill in the blank for whatever it is that you work with, nature spirits. Uh, land whites, whatever, whatever you work with, there's probably going to be a greater outreach for communication from them to you during June, so I, I'd be extra aware of that. Um, so, July is a month that I would say wards wards your house better, shield a little bit better, um, partly because the the aspects of the Mars conjunct Uranus and Taurus is occurring uh, again and it happens to hit um in in ways that are going to make it easier for how do you put it unpleasant magic to be done so i would be be a little bit more cautious in that regard and also i hate to say it but it's also another possibility for earth changes of one kind or another or climate problems and mars conjunct uranus can make people really, really testy. So, if you are prone to being irritable, then uh, I would start doing my uh, your your fourfold breathing or your meditation now, uh, mm-hmm. and in July, keep reminding yourself to it, it is better to to cool off and back away than to engage. And I'm just going to throw that there just happens to be the convention of a national major party uh, <laughs> during July. And, and that is perhaps unfortunate that it is, or, or, or fortunate, I don't know. Uh, only time will tell. But let's just say that things are more, more volatile with that combination. And then if we add in a, a major a political event happening, then that makes things even more volatile. But from a magical perspective, watch your back magically during that time. Man. So um, that's enough, right? So, uh, so, so, uh, August, the biggest thing in August, I'm going to say, the, the Mars conjuncts Jupiter and Taurus, and I, we could talk about that, but I'm actually focused on Jupiter squaring Saturn in August. And uh, this is a big test. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you may have heard or not heard that uh, back in uh, uh, summer, winter solstice of 2020, uh, we had a change in the pattern for conjunctions. Uh, between Jupiter and Saturn there was the great mutation the great conjunction yada yada so this square between the two of them is the first test of the changes that started so during august expect there to be literal and symbolic callbacks to stuff that happened in 2020 and that's in your personal life and also in our collective life as as uh, nations and communities right so whatever was being tested in in, in 2020 2021 is basically gets proven or disproven or dragged out into into public examination in a big way in August of of, of this year. Hey, remember I said Pluto is going to do a sidestep back into Capricorn? September, Pluto takes a sidestep back into Capricorn for a while. Jupiter's going to square Saturn again, so September is going to be a month filled with revelations. Now. You could focus on oh that means there'll be stuff that's you know uh, leaked to the media or 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 new discoveries or whatever. I'm going to say take it a step closer to home. September is probably when you're going to discover well hidden family secrets. Uh, September is when stuff that you thought was settled in your life suddenly gets reactivated for you to chew on some more and digest some more and process some more. So September is going to be a reexamination of a lot of things. And I would say, yeah, (laughs) you know what, I'm going to say it's a good thing uh, because the more things that we ignore and put on the back burner, whether that's as as individuals or as communities, the more trouble it costs us in the long run. So my harvest plan for September is I'm going to harvest clearing the, the clearing the decks, removing the stuff off the back burner, catching up with my internal email that I've that I've just piled at the bottom and I haven't wanted to actually respond to. So make it a time to work that stuff out because Pluto's not going to stay there forever. Pluto goes is going to re-enter uh, into Aquarius in November and take the opportunity to finish up that, that uh, Pluto and Capricorn work before it moves on because that will be the last time in your life to ever experience uh, Pluto and Capricorn again. No matter, Even if you were a baby, that would be the last time for you to experience that particular energy. Wow. So that's important. Hey, October, uh, we have uh, a, a minor solar eclipse, but it's in Libra, which is the opposite sign to Aries, and Hey, Texas is going to feel that one again, by the way, because of where it hits. So I'm just saying there's a, there's a there's a big cross uh, cross eye over uh, over uh, over that state. Um, there's a there's a full moon that has a, a connection to a grand cross that it's that we're going to feel. But here's what I'm going to suggest with with uh, October. Um, Most times that when folks that I know uh, in this country think of October and are magical folks, they think of, you know, Samhain, Halloween, Day of the Dead, working with the dead, or or that kind of thing, right? Right. Okay. I'm going to suggest that the best way for us collectively to use October's magical people this year is to work with and elevate our cultural ancestors. Maybe there's somebody who was a big deal in your hometown maybe there's someone who was a artist, musician, writer, uh revolutionary, i don't care what it is. start you start elevating those cultural social heroes and if you need to you don't need to dig too far and it could they don't have to be national level people but the more Attention and energy we can put on elevating those people who are now on the other side that did great work or lived examples were exa- examples of a good life or a light. Well, you can pick one that was a, a a terrible one and say, "Don't do this, kids." But I think that I think there's a value in working with those kinds of ancestors. This particular, because of the rest of the year and what has gone before, and because of that uh, weak but real grand cross the full moon is doing in October do it. I already mentioned uh, that November is when Pluto goes back into Aquarius, which means full speed ahead again. Then we hit December, and we'll get our last Mars retrograde for a while that's going to kick us in the butt. Now, Mars retrograde, here's what I'm going to say. Starting December, um, I want you to focus on, and and Pluto goes back to zero Aquarius, December is when you need to Choose which thing you need to work on to make yourself more capable. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's for some people, it's going to be get, getting back into a better physical shape by eating better, sleeping better, whatever it is you do. For some people, it's going to be, I'm going to learn a new skill. For some people, it's like, there's something I used to do that would really serve me or my community now. I'm going to refresh my memory of that practice and get back to doing it. Because Mars retrogrades are a great time to revive things, because once it goes direct, there'll be an extra kick to keep you moving in that direction. I'm going to say that uh, since we we started with February and uh, we're going to, uh, um, you know, move move on through. I'm going to say I'm going to jump way ahead because June of 2025, that Jupiter Saturn square is going to happen again so that we're gonna have the final resolution to whatever that 2020, 2021 activity in your life was as individuals and collectively. February of 2026, that's a ways off, Saturn and Neptune are going to conjunct at zero degrees Aries. Now, the big thing about zero degrees Aries, and why am I telling you that, is it's the official starting point of the universe. Not really, but from a magical perspective, the zero degrees of the cardinal signs are a big deal. They're considered the world points. And zero Aries, the first sign, the birth of the first spark of fire that started everything, and Saturn and Neptune are conjunct there. Oh my God, that which dissolves and that which crystallizes come together at the most uh, energized point in, in the chart. So what does that mean? If we have done our job individually and collectively, uh, by, by the time we get to February of 2026, we actually could be circling down the drain, or we could actually be saying, oh, we're finally going to turn things around and make things more reasonable for all of us to live in a world that's better than the one that we're currently in. But but the thing with astrology that makes me crazy when I see uh, stuff online is people will say, this means everything will be good, or this means everything will be bad, or this means that human beings will ascend to a higher level of consciousness. No such thing in astrology. No such thing. All of them are opportunities and you could choose it to elevate your consciousness or to sink lower. Both things work. They're simply possible moments of change that have a particular flavor attached to them. So we could be doing awesome by 2026, or it could be the reverse. I want us to be doing awesome by then, especially, Mm -hmm. especially because, July of 2027, November of 2027, and May of 2028, the United States is having its Uranus return. And that's kind of a big deal. Um, So that uh, Uranus is is your individuality, but it's also revolution. It's also likes to destroy in order to build anew. So by, by the time we get to 20... 27, 28, we, if, we, if we've got our act together, then it's about renewing the possibilities of what could be, or it's not so pretty. Right. You choose. Well,
1: I, I tend to think about uh, things like astrology and uh, other, other signs and portents uh, mm-hmm. that, that one might deal with as there yep. are road conditions. This, this is what is going on yep. on the path. And you can either adjust to the road conditions and, and do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to pull off to the side road and work your way around the wreck. Sometimes you got to stop for a snack and let the traffic tie down. <laughs> um, uh, yep. but, but you're still driving. You still get to decide how to encounter those conditions. And even if the world as a whole moving obliviously without slowing down or paying any attention to the road conditions does something majorly stupid, we don't have to be a part of that individually. <laughs> we have the opportunity to we move ourselves and those <laughs> that we care about, to circle the wagons, to, to uh, secure the home front. And and even though other people might be suffering through some of this, we don't necessarily have to join in that completely. I mean, we'll be affected by it, obviously, but we can we can shore ourselves up. And I, I think that's something that a lot of people miss when they talk about astrological uh, zones uh, and and happenings. Uh, I see a lot of people, just like you said, that this is what this means, and it you you have to respond and react and engage.
2: So 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 here here's the here's the thing. Um, if you were if if somebody comes to me and says, and by the way, please do not contact me for reading. I am so overbooked from so many years of having clients that I don't really have much room. In my, no, I don't want any new clients. How about that? for a while. so But if you're looking at an individual's chart, the scale of effect and possibilities is, can be narrowed. So you can make some pretty decent predictions about what's happening for that individual over the course of a year. The larger the subset, maybe now you're including uh, the person's partner and, or, and the rest of their family. Maybe you're looking at what's happening at their, in, their, in the town that they live in. The larger the scale, the more you don't have a way of accurately predicting how it will truly play out. Um, it's it's about the granularity of it. Uh, could it be? Could you possibly predict well what would happen um, to a whole nation when you look at the astrology? Uh, no better than the weather forecaster. But it would require teams of hundreds of astrologers who are, with some of them trained in sociology and some in economics and some in geopolitics and some in. My point is, you it would it, it, to big do the big big requ- request of what's going to happen to the United States questions. You'd need a team. And even then, you'd still be in the 70%, 80% accuracy range, even with hundreds uh, working on it. But if you're looking at an individual, you can do divination for an individual in a way that you can't as easily for a large group. However, um, I agree with you that we have the capacity to improve our position in each of these things. And also, for me, that means if I take care of things, I have leftover resources to help the people that I care about. Mm -hmm. And that matters to me Probably more than most of the times what I want for myself. So, in a nutshell,
1: how would you encourage people to encounter this macro vision individually to their best advantage?
2: Stop fighting against the fact that everything's going to keep changing, or or and and just accept that that uh, lots of change is just the world we live in right now. And bemoaning, oh, this is the way it was in the good old days, or oh, I feel powerless against uh, what seems like a, a a a huge onslaught of change. You know, pick it, pick a thing a day, pick a, pick a, a project uh, that's a week from now that you want to put in your book, or a month from now. Plan your life more. Choose to choose to live in the moment, but at the same time, don't forget that you have a future. And that's the biggest thing: is you have a future, and exactly how good a future that is is going to be about how much you choose to invest in the life you're occupying.
1: All right, and there is an '80s music video playlist available to you anytime you need it.
2: There. <laughs> I, I, I do not underestimate the power of music. Believe me, I have I, I have multiple playlists, in, in, including one playlist that the the title of the playlist is "Eclectic Mood Fixer."
1: Ah, there you go. There you go. Aww. All
0: right. <laughs> so, Sorry. where can our um people be able to contact you?
2: You can you can see what I'm doing, where I'm teaching, what's coming up at my website, Evo domingusjr.com, which is easy breezy. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I, I also teach classes periodically online as well. And hey, please pick up my one of the books from the uh, Witch's Sun Sign series. I'm the lead author on that one. And uh, there's 12 of them. The last few are beginning to drop and see the light of day. I'm happy for that. Buy the books. Use the books. Please. Yeah. Personal empowerment using the, using your sun sign and affirmations are valuable. Books got them.
0: Yes, and all of that will be in our show notes for you. Thanks. So, thank you for coming on to our show. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun! <laughs> all right, so that is all for our show today. Um, I do want to do a shout-out shout out for um, Alan O'Connor, who usually helps us with this um, episode, and um, to his family. He has had a death in his family, and we are so much with you, honey. Um, we are sorry for the death of your family, and if you need anything, let us know, honey. Okay. So, embrace your power, support your community, and keep your fuzzy babies, your family, and friends, and yourself safe. And have an absolute magical week. You have been listening to Wix Hack Chats. Host, Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host, Saul Ravencrantz.
1: Guest host, Evo Dominguez Jr.
0: Executive producer, Nikki Kirby. Producer, Saul Ravencraft. Video editor, Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch, by Serena Janini. Magical Myths, Entertainment. Miss Made Productions. Sponsored by Ever Moving Brides. Moonlight Places and Charms. Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats. Trademark. All rights reserved. All material of Witch Hat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myth Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Hat Chats trademark or its projects or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat trademark.